0: My name is Nicolette. I'm the creator for that podcast titled You're Worthless. Read that again Juxtaposition of Your Very Soul. Uh, I'd like to say thank you very much for actually saying, for, for reaching out and actually finally getting to speak to you. Such an honor. So I think without further ado, I'm just going to do a bit of your introduction for our listeners today, and then we can get right into it.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Hi,
0: guys. Okay. Josh here is the CEO of Get Up Gang which is a free health and fitness community that he says it in his own words, entertaining and informative at the same time. He is a personal development advisor, lifelong student leader and salesman, has been a a health and fitness coach for over 20 years with five years of it being a soft tissue therapist. And on top of that, (laughs) three years experience in real housing um, sales. With 35 million sold today. Wow. Um, And and this is very, very interesting to me. He said it himself in his profile. The, for the years that I've just mentioned, he has spent about roughly 250,000 on personal development. <laughs> Who does that? And then last but not least, this is also interesting. He is a lover of psychological warfare. Now that's a lot to unpack, but okay, let's just dive into it. <laughs> Maybe you can summarize what happened to your younger years before leading up to where you are now.
1: A lot. Uh, so yeah, starting out, I was born in in Alabama, United States, in the, in the deep South. I moved around uh, about every year or so of my childhood. Uh, and that really taught me a lot of different things about people and society and but the the probably the biggest lesson that I learned through moving around so much was that we can change who we are and how we present ourselves like that like if we because we are a composition of the stories that we tell ourselves so that's what we're made yeah. of is yeah. you know we wake up and I say I'm Josh Parrish and I like baseball and steak and mm-hmm. sunshine and that's what I run with. But tomorrow I could still say, you know, I like sunshine, but I could say now I like to live at the beach and I'm yeah. into basketball. And so you can, you can change in the matter of an instant. So right. it's just, it's, it's, if you, if you're comfortable with change and can you actually Fulfill that role that you're trying to develop kind of like characters in a movie.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: we, cause life is, is a stage and we're putting mm. on a show. Now I'm not saying that to be not genuine with who you are, but you can, you can really be anything you want to be. You just have to believe it.
0: Now, how do we, how, what's the first step to doing that?
1: One is just deciding to do it because it's deciding to do it and then cutting off the old ways and all the old connections because you can't be half and half. You have mm-hmm. to actually go down the path and go at it 100% because mm-hmm. if you're trying to, to be you know this way, but you're also diving back into the old ways, then you're not giving either its due. You're not, it's, it's not, you have to go at things with everything that you have, because if you, if you split your, your force, you split your energy, then you're not Mm. giving, you're not giving either of them what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to live it with everything that you have.
0: Basically giving everything that you got, like, because attention, energy flows where you put your attention to, right?
1: Absolutely, and the one of the things that I, I absolutely despise is the idea of multitasking.
0: Oh. because if, if,
1: you, if you multitask, <laughs> you're not you're not doing anything but spinning your wheels. Like just, mm. just go ahead, just do something to completion, get it done, and move on to the next task. But if you're trying to do five things at one time, well, you you know we don't, we don't get anywhere with doing five things at one time. It's just it's not. And for so long, people would wear that as a badge of honor. Like, hey, I'm yeah. a multitasker.
0: It's, like, it's like, yeah, yeah so I'm doing this. I'm doing anabrained. this.
1: I'm like, doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, but I'm guilty because today you can't help, but but you just have so it's just tsunami of information everywhere. Your notification, your work, your your everything, your family, your relationship itself. So it's just about being so laser focused on and also I think prioritization, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's so, all about prioritization. Okay. So, yeah, just and it's it's tough to not take care of five things at one time, but if you can just try to segment it and mm. say, "Hey, I'm going to do this for 25 minutes and that's the only thing I focus on." Mm. Then it's going to be way better in the long run. If you can just give 25 minutes full focus to one thing at the time, than just everything, I have all these open loops. So, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. So in your own words, how does one rise to become the top in their chosen industry or community?
1: Well, <clears throat> I like that question. <laughs> every industry has a, its own specific language.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: whether you're a mechanic or a computer engineer or a, a cook, a chef, yeah, everything has its own language.
0: It's bummer. But,
1: yeah. <laughs> anything, you everything. Yeah. So you've got your own language and then the very top of the industry, they have their own language, the top performers. So if you can get a mentor, that's at mm. the top of the industry that you're pursuing. You have the opportunity to leapfrog and take their specific wisdom and accelerate your journey. So I've just, I've always sought out high level mentors, whether mm. wherever I was going, because I knew that if I could somehow obtain their wisdom and, provide value to them, they would pour into me and I would, I would be able to rise very fast because once you know, specific information that other people don't know, then, well, that's you're, you're ahead of the game, Mm. right? So if, if you, if you are starting out and then all of a sudden, you know, the language of a master in the space, then you're starting out with the master language and then you're, I mean, you're so far ahead of everyone else because someone that 20 so so many people will say, "Oh, I'm I've got 20 years experience in this specific industry."
0: Yeah.
1: But is that a good thing? Is it a good mm. thing to to be mediocre at something for 20 years and never go seek out a coach? And I don't I don't look at tenure as as valuable. Yeah, it's it's important for someone to know the space but yeah. you look at people's performance and 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 but don't look at their overall years in the space because you can suck at something for 20 or 30 years and still be doing it. So.
0: <laughs> oh gosh, I can feel <laughs> some people getting called out when they actually listen to this podcast. Okay.
1: Really, right. Though, so
0: yeah, you yeah. Me <laughs> yeah, so okay. Um so how does one because you get the sea of all these coaches, right all these mentors, so how does one start to pick and sift through all of this so called um
1: mentor like and
0: really ch- choose that one land themselves a an elite mentor like you mentioned
1: well easier said than done mm-hmm. but yes, one, yes and i just I just posted about this uh two days ago, the okay. master key to to unlocking and building rapport mm-hmm. is to ask people for their professional opinion because mm-hmm. if you ask for someone's professional opinion you're giving them a pass to pass judgment to give me hey oh, give me your opinion on something so, true. That's so, so therefore true. you're yeah. one you're showing interest in well you're you're showing interest in what they have to say and yeah. then they pe- people that are high level in the space, they, they love to talk and they love to, they love to pour wisdom into, into worthy people. So yeah. one, asking people for their professional opinion. And then two, <clears throat> it's finding what the master or the mentor needs, bef- but not asking them. Because we're all, we're all humans. We all have needs. And mm-hmm. just because we're a master in one space doesn't necessarily mean that we have everything figured out. So if you can if you can figure out what that one person needs that mm-hmm. you you want their language if you can figure out what they need and fulfill that need like nobody else can without even asking you have you have a, a big dog in your corner like so that's that's how I've always gotten my mentors is I would kind of be a private investigator I would study them. Before I ever met them, for the most part, I'd figure out who their friends were, what they were into, and then I would go ask for professional opinion, and then I would have that conversation, because you ask for their professional opinion, and then ask penetrating questions that follow up on that opinion, because Mm -hmm. they're... they'll they will level with you. If you ask good questions, they will keep mm-hmm. pouring into you because you're asking good questions that are thought provoking. Mm. So yeah. And uh through people what they're saying, they will let you know what's lacking in their life. So it's it's listening more than you're speaking.
0: Mm. So
1: yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's 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 like picking a lock, but it and I know it might sound weird to be like a private investigator and study people, but really it's it's just it's operating with intent yeah. and it's being well prepared before you ever hit the situation because if you just go in willy-nilly, you don't mm. have any preparation whatsoever. you don't know what you're gonna ask. yeah well, people people can smell that on you very quickly. So't oh, yeah, so do that you, you, especially especially with high level mentors, like you need yeah. to go in, in a very genuine prepared.
0: manner, yeah. But prepared,
1: yeah, absolutely yeah. prepared.
0: Okay. So, what are these some of the what are some of the healthiest and fastest way to transform your fitness? Anybody listening out here right now?
1: Well, so I, you know, I created the 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 Get Up Gang, and yeah. So the Get Up Gang is a health and fitness community but the first thing that you're met with when you join mm-hmm. is is the is the Jumpstart program. The 21-day fitness transformation jumpstart and there's four there's four pillars, okay? So number 1 is work on your posture, really strengthening and mobilizing your spine. <laughs> right? okay. Yeah. It helps you breathe better, it makes you feel more powerful. You project mm-hmm. uh you project confidence out to other people. People think that you're you're more in tune with your body because you are. So, all right, so posture enhancement. Number two is cleaning out your intestinal tract, cleaning out your guts. Right. So, because if you're walking around with a bunch of waste in you, you know, mm-hmm. you're bloated, you're, you're backed up, like, you're not feeling good. Like, so, and the found, like, that's the found, like, these four steps are the foundation of whatever your physical goals are. So you've got posture enhancement, you got intestinal tract cleanliness, then prioritizing animal proteins. Animal, animal protein. proteins, yeah, okay. like beef, chicken, beef, chicken. Itch. Yeah, so that's going to help you build muscle mass, which is the driver of of your body. The that's your it's the the key for longevity is is muscle mass. Makes you stronger makes you more healthy, makes your immune system stronger, makes you more able, makes you more resilient. So that was step three. And then the last one is just your daily movement practice, which is your your daily steps and your get-ups. And get-ups, basically, in a nutshell, a get-up is getting on the ground and getting back up. Now, you may have heard of a burpee. <laughs> yeah, burpee. But see, see, cr- Okay, so I've I've renamed it. I've rebranded the burpee because mm-hmm. CrossFit has has absolutely demonized the burpee. Everybody's like, okay. "Oh, burpees! No, that's the worst." And you think of a burpee, you think of someone like exercising to near death, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: And if you've ever seen somebody do a, a burpee in a bad way, they they um, just look like they're flailing around yeah, and like- like out of control. And but the get up, it's a skill you get on the ground with Mm -hmm. poise and you get back up as best as you can. It's for all fitness levels. And it's very symbolic because when we get knocked down, we have to get back up. And the more that you do it, the stronger that you're going to get. And not only is it, it's going to build muscle. You're going to be more mobile. You're going to feel your body through space better. You're going to increase your, your cardiovascular capacity like you're you're gonna have better you're not gonna be winded when you walk up the stairs you
0: mm-hmm. don't need
1: any equipment you don't need any time because literally if you were to plop down and do ten get ups right now, it might take you a couple of minutes but <laughs> you'll be you're like dang that's an entire workout right there yeah. so yeah, I mean it's just i've I've rebranded the get up or the re- rebranded the burpee into the get up and it it helps people on all fitness levels whether you're an olympian or your grandma ethel yeah you know, like, <laughs> yeah everybody needs to practice the get up because as That's you the age, thing
0: you do anyway yeah every yeah. morning you get up <laughs> and you can't escape from moving you're the second person who actually said that but i mean combining them to all four That's the step that I, those are the steps that I can follow even tomorrow.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I've designed the program for you to Mm -hmm. implement it within your life. There's so many coaches out there that they'll write up this big program and they're like, okay, go hop on it. And they want you to uproot your life and get on their program. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to uproot your life and hop on someone else's program. And change everything at one time. Change doesn't happen that way. I mean, you can you can do it, yeah. but if you're actually going to stick with it long term, it's going to have to flow with your current life and what you know. So, yes, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's more, good. and eventually, over time, the more that you understand and become more comfortable with these with these steps, well, with then it's just part of your life. Then, yeah, you've made it yeah. your own. Okay.
0: Right. So what is selfless selfishness? You pointed this out. This is a good one.
1: (laughs) Well, so many people think that it's it's selfish to take care of yourself first. And, Mm. but it's not because if you are trying to take care of others, you need to be a a whole version of yourself. You need to be your strongest version of yourself. And if you're constantly giving everything you have away, if you're never taking care of your own needs, you're pouring from an empty glass Mm -hmm. and we can't fill other people's buckets pouring from an empty glass. We have to be full and overflowing with energy and abundance and in order to pour into other people. Because again, like if we have nothing to give, if we're totally tapped out and we're Mm -hmm. running on fumes there, we're not, we're not showing up like we should be for people. So it might seem counterintuitive to take care of your needs first, but it's the, it's the secret sauce. So, you know, take and doing the four steps, that's really pouring into yourself of the get up gang. Uh, There's other ways to pour into yourself first, but. But yeah, if you're if you have kids to take care of, you got older folks to take care of, you want to show up to your job the best, you've got to slow down. Stop pouring so much into that stuff. Get your foundation set up and then move forward. So yeah, that's that's selfish selflessness. <laughs> I know it's weird to say. I've never heard anybody call it selfless selfishness, but Yeah. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm over here I, creating people, words people and phrases. Me... <laughs>
0: people call it like self-love self-care but this is the yeah. first one selfless selfishness okay beautifully put thank you josh all right <laughs> you had a statement of replenishing the well on your profile i don't know if this is similar to what you just said but what does this mean to relationship like i know we talked about we touch about it just now well what does that mean on a great grander scale for relationships
1: yeah in terms of it's showing appreciation uh, for the most mm. part But when other people are giving to you, then you reciprocate and give back in a manner that, you know, it's so think about if you're always taking from the well and you never take care of the well, well, the well is going to dry up, right? If you, if you're always taking from an individual and you never provide value back to them, then they're going to feel used. You don't. And if, Mm. if someone, Taking someone,
0: them for granted.
1: Yeah, yeah. But if you show appreciation and you provide value back to the person that's providing you value, well, you're going to spiral up with that person because they know that you have their best interest at heart. In heart. But, yeah. And we've all been in situations where people just take, take, and take, and we're like, you know, and it could be people, the people closest to us,
0: that's and
1: true. it's it's common courtesy, and. That's it's also replenishing the well. You know how we were talking about getting a, a mentor a while yeah. back. Yeah. Well that mentor is going to I mean they're not gonna say it, but you, you gotta replenish the well. Like
0: okay.
1: If, if they're helping you accelerate twenty years down a path and giving you everything they've learned in like just on a one pager, well that that's extreme value there. So you're going to have to reciprocate and give back to them in, in a mm-hmm. way that they need, and whether it's your, you know, your spouse or a mentor or anything. It's just, it's, it's providing value back to others that are giving to you.
0: Okay. And then um, this is, this is what I wanted to talk to you about as well. Psychological warfare ah what is that it's i mean i used to hear that word it used negatively but then you said you're a lover of that like how are you applying <laughs> this to yourself like to your daily life
1: psychological warfare holds a special place in my heart like <laughs> really? okay all right well, <laughs> it's you can you can win a battle before mm-hmm. the battle's even thought of because and I used to do this on the athletic playing field, because people would mm-hmm. know that I was crazy, and mm. they knew that pretty much nothing was off limits. Like I, <laughs> when, when I played you, baseball, you you're
0: burba- your barbaric on the. Uh...
1: <laughs> yeah, like one, they knew that I threw my body around and that I was very aggressive. But I may take somebody's sister out on a date before the game on the other team like i'd take their oh sisters out or, God, or, or, or be like texting their mom or something <laughs> yeah like the the pitcher for the other team because i played baseball like I'd be, I'd be like weeks in advance i would be really getting under people's skin before it ever even happened and they would be so because on the athletic playing the, field
0: yeah i mean I, my next question is has that ever backfired?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely can. <laughs> because the psychological warfare is a two way street. But if you mm. can think about it in detail before you ever yeah. do it, and know that there's always risk to to things, right? There, there's, yeah. your strategy might not hit. But mm. at the same time, you can, if you're smart about it, you can win the battle before you're even close to actually getting to the battlefield. So yeah, that's and I, I think it's Sun Tzu. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, Sun The Art of War. I I yeah. thought about that when you yeah. when you were talking about it. It's like, <laughs> but then I don't yeah. know how dating the the opponents' um, sister is gonna ensure that you're gonna win the the, the game.
1: Well, it's because they're so mad. They're they're, they've they're they're running high emotions and they're thinking about something else. Uh, We're like, oh, I Josh.
0: Yeah,
1: he was was dating my sister, you know, (laughs) and like they're thinking about me dating their sister instead of the game. And I'm worried about the game. So yeah, because you're you're making them focus on something else completely and getting yeah. So yeah, it's 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 not always pretty, but it's. It, it works, but, but it works. Oh, it, it absolutely works. Arnold Schwarzenegger talks a lot about psychological warfare too.
0: Should, should I be guilty if I were to apply that on myself or or to to people at work?
1: <laughs> you can apply psychological warfare anywhere you want.
0: <laughs> Gosh, I feel guilty. Like okay, okay, but think of the intention. Everything starts with intent, right? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna ponder about that. Okay, so what keeps you up at night, Josh? or do you sleep well at night?
1: Of uh, visions of it just it depends on the wave that I'm in lately. okay uh, I'm, I'm getting back into better sleep, All but right. for the most part, uh, I'd say over the last month, me really building my the get up gang community and mm. really crafting my message because I'm you know I'm, I'm hopping over here into the personal development advisory space really crafting that solid message. And uh, that's what keeps me up at night is, is just, I know that where I'm supposed to be and it's going to take time in the trenches to, to get there. And it's either, you're either doing it or you're not. So we only have so much time on this earth and well, you either, you're either getting things done or you're not. Fantastic.
0: Okay. Two more questions and I can let you go. (laughs) What right. is your mantra?
1: What is my mantra? self mm-hmm. Self-reliance is is gold. Like you got to it's important to depend on others, but you got to ultimately know that you're going to be there for yourself.
0: Showing up for yourself then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. If you could create a quote right now for you to leave to the audience listening and the world as your legacy, I'm going to do okay. Yada, yada, yada dash Josh Farish. What would it be?
1: A quote? Or what's my yeah. legacy? Yes.
0: Yeah, a quote like you leave it behind as your legacy. <laughs> it's like you know, you have Maya Angelo,
1: so like that's this very, is my Josh Parrish. Well
0: <laughs> that's the essence of my podcast.
1: <laughs> good one. Okay, so the the tagline of the get up gang is we get mm-hmm. up to get down. Right? Oh. So Okay. we yeah, get up to get yeah, down. you know like yeah, you do yeah. your get ups and then you are in a space to to get down, right, so yeah, it, it's as simple as that, you know simple. you got you just the get up solves almost everything, so and then once you do enough get ups, then you'll be able to really get down
0: exactly, <laughs> wow, I think we're I think that pretty much wraps up our interview. I didn't know I could do this in like 20 minutes, but we did. Yeah, girl. I told you we can
1: get it done.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, um, this is like by far the shortest interview I've had, but I had so much fun and it was like just that, 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 that. And I love it. So thank you so much, Josh, for your time. I have followed you on in Instagram. And when I air this episode, I'll be sure to tag you. And then you can you can share it on your profile as well.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> I'll be sure to follow you back here just in a second.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Okay, thank you, Josh. I'll see you again next, next time. Yeah, bye-bye. See you soon.
1: have a good day. Yeah.